Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so remember how everybody was all excited about the Popeye's chicken sandwich like yes, a couple weeks ago? And then crunch. Popeye's was like, oh, sorry, you guys. Oopsie doodles, we're out. And so we're not going to be serving those for a while. Well, there's a, a tasty hack they have. And they want you to know that you can have the sandwich. Uh, but I want to know from you all, what is your favorite food hack? 651-641-1071. In other words, how do you disassemble meals at fast food restaurants and reassemble them so that they taste like what you want them to taste like? Because I know y'all do weird things. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. We're streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I'm also going to tell you, Brad, I kind of think this is a little bit rude and lazy of Popeyes. Oh, yeah. And I'm assuming their hack, because I'm, I'm just now clicking on this video, but tell me if I'm wrong. Their hack is what? Buy a piece of Popeyes chicken, stick a bun on it? Yeah, BYOB. Bring your own bun. That's cute. I see what you did there, Popeyes. No, you're rude. You missed the whole point of fast food. Right? I'm not supposed to have to do things yeah. in order to eat your food. So, yeah, that's essentially what they're saying. And this comes from their uh, Twitter account. And uh, they say, it's simple. If you want to try the new Popeye sandwich, mm -hmm. we can't serve it to you because we're out of stuff. Yeah. But if you just get the three-piece meal tender meal the three-piece chicken tendies as we say oh hand-pounded tendies mm, put them between the bread you've got your popeye's chicken sandwich i mean nothing although i'm gonna tell you this right now when places put tendies between their buns uh and try to sell that as food i'm like that's cheap like you can do me better than that <laughs> Let's go to Joanne. She's on the line. Hi, Joanne. What is your fast food hack? So my fast food hack is when you're at McDonald's and you think you really want a Big Mac, but you don't want to spend the cash on the Big Mac, Yes. you just get yourself a McDouble and ask them for the Big Mac sauce and some lettuce. And oh. they just charge you 30 cents for the Big Mac sauce. Genius. You are kidding me, Joanne. That is genius. That's a real good food and hack. I just want to tell you where I am right now. I'm in the McDonald's parking lot getting ready to do just that. Oh, Wonderful. God. And guess what? McDonald's <laughs> didn't try to tell you to bring your own buns. Exactly. Thank you, not. Joanne. <laughs> they were like, bring your buns to McDonald's. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll feed you. Yeah. You, you don't, don't have to do anything. You don't need to do it on your own. That was genius. That is, I, I had not even contemplated that. My food hack is not even on that level. That Like, that was a, like, that was for reals. Yeah. My hack is just like um, the chicken, sand, the barbecue, or 
Burger King chicken sandwich mm-hmm. hack, which mm-hmm. is add cheese and extra mayo. Yeah. It'll change your life. That's, I mean, that's a decent hack right there. Yeah. 651-641-1071. What is your fast food hack? In other words, do either you disassemble a meal and put it back together so it's some sort of different Franken meal, or you ask them to do it. Sure. Uh, what do you have them do? 651-641-1071. This is not necessarily a food hack, but this is a true story. I've done this more than once. Sometimes you want just a couple fries. Okay. You don't want the whole order of fries. Okay. Who, who who is that and when does that happen? I, you know, sometimes you're like, I know if I get all the fries, I'm going to eat all the fries. Well, you and have I'm trying to not skills than I do. eat all the fries sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I'm fine with it. Sometimes I don't need the fries, but I just want the taste. So there have been times that I've gone through the drive-thru and gotten the grilled chicken sandwich and just ordered three fries. And they've given it to me. Three fries? Yeah, like there are like three orders of fries or three French fries. And I'm like, I want three French fries. Do we have more callers on the phone? Uh, they're, they're coming in. Oh, awesome. They're coming in hot uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show. 651-641-1071. What is your fast food hack? I think another hack that I, this is, you know, just like a food combo that people kind of make on their own when you take the fries and drag them through like a frosty. frosty? Yeah, That's my jam. I am um, overdue for my Frosty. Uh, you know, there's time. I would also suggest that you do that with your Jamocha shake from Arby's. Mm. Drag some fries through that because that shake is life-changing. Oh, you said shake. I'm sorry. Oh. I got nervous for a second. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's go to Katie on the line. Hi, Katie. Katie, what is your food hack at, at the fast food restaurants? Um, if you go to Chipotle and you order a bowl... Um, Get a tortilla on the side because then you get like a bonus burrito with it. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, like MG. you just order a bowl and you get it for the price of the bowl, and then the tortilla is free. So then you can just get like an extra burrito with your bowl, and then when you're done with your bowl, you got a burrito. Knock it all the way off, Katie. I see what you did there, and that's genius. Yeah. Thank Interesting. you. Interesting. Interesting. No, so what she's saying is like you eat as much as you can eat of the bowl, yeah. and then you've got the tortilla. You can roll it all up, stick it in that your is fridge. Fascinating. That's genius. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could go home and put it in a tortilla. I've never thought to do that either. Yeah. Also at Chipotle, if you order the veggie bowl, the guac is not extra. That's true. Hundred wow. percent true. Uh, let's go to Tara. She's on the line. Tara, what's your fast food hack? Hi, guys. So you go to McDonald's, you order French fries, no salt, and then you order salt packets when they hand you your fries. Oh. So that way you get to control the salt yourself? And guaranteed fresh. Oh, they are you fresh know, okay, and so hot. I'm so glad you said that because we just talked about this yesterday and it bears repeating. It, it, it's so important. If you want something hot and fresh from the drive through or just your fast food favorite restaurant, Mm -hmm. ask for something special and they will make it fresh. So that is a wonderful tip I hadn't even thought of with fries. That's so good. Thank you, Tara. Then you get the piping hot fries. Because that's the worst was when you get lukewarm, mediocre fries. And they're just limp and they just look at you like so sad. Speaking of fries and chicken, did you hear that KFC um, is adding their seven herbs and spices to their fries so you can get like the KFC seasoning on fries now? I don't know when that happens. I just saw that on the internet somewhere. 
That's genius. Yeah. That sounds real good. Uh, oh, we had another caller. She's gone now. So thank you, everybody, for your great fast food hacks. Those were really good tips. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you may have heard this morning there was a big announcement on My Talk 1071. And that was for uh, what our Project Down and Dirty 2019 is going to be. It is going to be Project Down and Dirty Masterpiece. We are going to become artists. All for a great cause, exactly, right? Exactly, because Project Down and Dirty, in addition to being just all about the fun and the entertainment, it's a reality show on the radio, but we do it for a good cause. Each of us has paired up with a uh, with a nonprofit organization or charity, and we are going to be raising money with your help for that charity. We are going to talk to somebody from our charity on the other side of this break. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. So excited here at My Talk 1071 today because we learned what Project Down and Dirty 2019 is going to be. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, y'all. And uh, this morning it was announced. Project Down and Dirty Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Arts for art's sake. So we're going to be artists and um, we're going to have fun. We're going to be creative. We're going to do all sorts of fun things with the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. But the really cool thing, as you know, Colleen, and as our listeners now know, is that each and every year, each show is paired with a wonderful charity that we get to learn about, meet, hang out with, and spread the news for. And um, this year is no different. And so we thought, what better time to get to know our charity than right now? Let's get Julie Guidry, who is a part of Upstream Arts. That's the charity we will be raising money for. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm great. How are you all today? Very excited um, and very pleased to not only meet you, but um, we're on board to raise awareness and as much money as possible for Upstream Arts. Well, that is fabulous news. Thank you so much. It's a real honor that we get to be recognized with this way. Let's start by telling our listeners, what is Upstream Arts? Tell us about um, why you are. Well, we are a Minneapolis-based arts organization that's been here and in our community for the past 13 years, and we provide arts opportunities for individuals with disabilities from birth all the way through to retirement. Um, And we're really looking at how do we use the arts and creativity to teach social skills and communication skills. Um, But it it began because we have our own experience. My husband and I are the co-founders, and we are raising a child with some pretty significant disabilities. And he doesn't use words to communicate, but, you know, our kid talks all the time. And shares his own stories and his own narratives in his own way. Um, And as artists, he found um, in community with us, dance and movement was a great way for him to be able to share and show with us who it is that he was and what he wanted us to know about him. And um, that real personal experience we had of being able to communicate through movement and dance is something that we felt inspired to take um, and share with other communities. And so we pulled together groups of our artists and um, started writing curriculum and moving into different school communities and providing our services. And now, 13 years later, boy, we're, we're off to the races with lots of, lots of different partnership opportunities that we're doing on an annual basis. That sounds like a lot of fun and amazing work, uh, I'm sure. I'm curious, though, like where that work does occur. You mentioned schools. So is this typically something people will engage with in the school system? Um, tell us how uh, and what the programs actually look like. 
Sure. So, yes, our partners are um, schools and programs that serve or support adults with disabilities. So we are almost always going on-site to locations. So Minneapolis Public Schools, St. Paul, um, First Ring Suburbs. We travel now also to Milwaukee and Charlotte to provide our programs. And generally we're working with the same group of 15 individuals um, with three teaching artists that will meet with this group every week for up to an hour a week um, where they will work through a series of four or five different um, activities that really relate to social and communication skill development, but it's using visual arts and poetry and dance and music and theater um, as a means to look at all the different ways we are um, showing and sharing who we are in our communities. You know, that was one of the things I just was uh, keying in on, Julie, that I was going to ask you about was the fact that you you include all different types of mediums. It's not as though, uh, you know, as an arts organization, you are just focused on one medium. You see the benefits of all the different mediums and what they can do. Can you speak a little bit more to that and, and maybe how you've seen that at work in the lives of, of kids who've worked with Upstream Arts? Yeah, you bet. So the, it is an yeah, interdisciplinary arts experience. And so I think what we're really looking at is, you know, if you listen to a piece of music, um, if it's a great piece of music, it's going to get you all the way down to your core and into your feet and maybe start some kind of sway or movement that you've got. And that sway or movement um, can translate into maybe um, – a choice of color. So how does this music make you feel uh, happy? And if that color, what color would happy feel? Um, maybe it's the color pink. And can you take that color pink and create a shape on a canvas that looks like the movement or the feeling that you have right now? So relating these experiences from um, artistic influences that we have on a daily basis, music or theater or poetry, and bringing them to an everyday practice. So um, if verbal communication is not your primary means of talking um, or sharing um, your own narrative, maybe maybe painting is. And if um, being able to regulate is a little bit difficult, how about we teach you how to breathe like dancers do through mm. some movement activities? Um, so there's all sorts of different ways that um, we know an artistic practice can influence how we experience everyday life. And it's one of those things that we have the pleasure of extending to the communities that we work with every single day. Julie, if you guys are just joining us, by the way, we're talking to Julie Gidry from Upstream Arts. That's our charity for the Colleen and Bradley show during Project Down and Dirty, our reality show on the radio coming up at the end of October. Okay, Julie, so we know we're going to learn uh, even more about the organization as we get closer to the event. And obviously during the event, we're going to um, hopefully have a chance to interact with you folks. Um, and by the way, just, you know, like fasten your seatbelt, because when you involve my talkers in your world, you're just probably going to be blown away. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> for you to experience that but do you as somebody who's worked um, in this creative world for so long have advice for Colleen Holly and I for how to best explore our own creativity in this moment because yeah. because we need to this is going to be a challenge I think for us because our the only art we really engage with is the art of words coming out of our mouths yeah <laughs> which is powerful um, 
Absolutely. And as an Italian, I'm pretty well versed in that as well. But what I would invite is um, one of the greatest practices we have is the assumption of ability that everybody in, in a space that comes to work with us um, and be a participant in our classes can participate in recognizing all of the different variances of what creative creativity is um, I think is a powerful way to start an artistic practice you get to determine um, the depth of that artistic practice um, the greatest effort that you have to make is showing up and doing it so um, not getting too bogged down in the perfection of it but mm-hmm. recognizing the practice is that is a is one of the greatest um, strategies that artists employ on a regular basis so just do it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us. And I just have one final question for you because um, yeah. we are going to be doing our very best to raise funds for you. And just out of curiosity, where do some of those funds go when you are raising funds for upstream arts? Well, it's a great question. So, um, the, any of the individual gifts or donations that we receive go directly into the program. So, into schools that we are working with for these 12-week residencies, to programs that support adults with disabilities um, here in the metro area, um, directly into the classes that we are facilitating. Our our team of 30 teaching artists are employees of the organization, um, and as we believe that they are artists, are really these agents of social change, we make great investments in the people doing the work to ensure that the work is of the highest quality, facilitated by humans that are well compensated. So it goes directly to the program. I love it. Julie, again, thank you so much. We look so forward to getting to know you and Upstream Arts better as we embark on Project Down and Dirty 2019. Have a great day. Thanks, Julie. Thank you very much. That was Julie Guidry. She is uh, the founder of Upstream Arts, who we will be raising money for during Project Down and Dirty 2019. You can see the big reveal at mytalk1071.com. Find out a little bit more about the other organizations we'll be working with. And when we come back, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present... C-S-I. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because I make weird faces in the breaks and you can't see them. But also, dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly, over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Say it with me! Florida! Oh, bless Bless you. you. That was a horse sneeze. (laughs) Yeah, that was a big horse sneeze. Okay, Holly, Colleen, where are we going first? Florida. Yay. We're going to go to Florida where we meet 29-year-old Sherry Ananowich. She's from Miami. Uh Sherry Ananowich when she was 17 years old uh was working as a psychic. Mm, okay. At a mall. Yeah, awesome. In Houston. And Sherry met a woman who needed her psychic services. And Sherry said to this woman, honey, you got a curse. Oh, oh my God. This family. is so weird. I had a, a curse put on me in Houston, too, when I was a kid. But go on. I'll tell you oh, that story later. Was it by Sherry Ananowicz? I don't know. I doubt it. Sherry Ananowicz said, you got a curse on your family, lady. And uh, I'm the only person who's going to be able to remove that curse. Okay. Oh. This is when she was 17 years old mm-hmm. and working as a mall psychic. And that woman was like, 
you're right. I have a curse on my family. Sherry was like, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you for me to get this curse off your family. Okay. This was uh, a long time ago. Yeah. This started in 2007. Whoa, that's, yeah, 12 years ago. It went on until 2014. Mm. After the woman... Like she had to pay all that time? After the woman had spent $1.6 million okay. dollars over the course of that those seven years to have the curse removed. Oh. Right? Okay, so this uh, banana witch lady... You nano a witch. Okay, that lady. Yep. She, she's a witch. No, she's a psychic. Okay. She started it in and a mall she when she was seventeen to give her a million dollars. Shame! I don't know who's the crazier, stupid idiot here. Well, I, I do. Who? I do. Who? The lady who was like, "Yes, I'll give you my one point six million dollars to get rid of the curse." First of all, even if you did have a curse on your family, it would not be only one person who could get rid of it. Mm-hmm. There would be others. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, there's no curse on your family, honey. Well, also, like to your point, I think I would do the the, the, the smart thing, which is, you know, if I go get a over second here, opinion. thank you. <laughs> if I go over here and they're like, well, I can remove your curse for a million dollars. I'd be like, well, OK, awesome. Thanks. I'll be right back. You go over to the other psychic healer and say, I got a curse on me. Don't even need you to check. Yeah. What's your going What's rate? What's your going rate for getting rid of curses? Is it less than a million dollars? Also, if anybody takes seven years well, it could have been a big curse. I'm just saying. Yeah, but a seven. No. Mm-hmm. No. Also, can you explain to me what the curse removal involved? I don't know. Okay. I was not there. So when I was in high school in Houston, and Do I worked tell. at the Rollington ba- Rolling Pin Bakery Cafe at the mm-hmm. Sharpstown we've, Mall. We've heard stories. Oh, the stories I could tell you about mm-hmm. the things that happened there. Um, but we actually had the Prince of Saudi Arabia there. I served him. You did? Iced tea. Mm-hmm. And a long john. <laughs> He you was had the Prince of treatment. Saudi Arabia iced tea and Long John all at your bakery? Those yes. three celebrities? No, just the Prince oh. of Saudi Arabia. He you, drank iced tea and ate, ate a Long, Long John. John. Okay, well, it's But so he was cool. having cancer treatment there because Houston is home to the MD Anderson uh, Cancer yeah. Institute, or I don't remember the exact name, but it's, you know, the fancy yeah. cancer hospital. So that has nothing to do with my story. While I was there and I worked with my gal pal uh, Isolda, mm-hmm. she was from uh, El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And one day I am helping a woman at the counter and she comes running from the back screaming, no, what had happened before she did that involved a woman. Like the, I said, I was helping a woman at the uh-huh. counter and she says to me, you have the most beautiful eyelashes. They're so long and bushy. Now, I have heard this a lot in my that you have life, bushy that eyelashes. I had really pretty eyelashes for a boy. I uh-huh. used to always hear that when I was a kid, right? And I'd be like, thank you, and smile. But this lady goes, you have such nice, long, bushy eyelashes. Can I touch them? <gasps> Ew. Okay, well, when first she, of all, that's creepy. Well, yeah, very creepy, but I'm a 16-year-old boy. I don't know any better. I've got women, you know, saying all sorts of inappropriate things to me. I don't that's have time true. to tell At you that those bakery, stories. Long story. So then, as as my friend Isolda hears the woman say that she wants to touch my eyelashes, she comes running from the back and says, no, don't let her touch your eyelashes. She's going to put a curse on you. <gasps> I had already let her touch my eyelashes. No, it's too late. You've got a curse, Bradley. And I've been trying to pay it off ever since.
You'd be a millionaire. I know. Had you not met that mall psychic. Exactly. And the curse was exactly what? Yeah, do you know? One even? day, you would find yourself working <laughs> from noon to three with a couple of booms. <laughs> Four, actually. Mm-hmm. That's true. Lucky you. Uh, oh, wow, Bradley. That Isn't was, that a- I hadn't heard the eyelash curse story. Who knew that that? curse was a thing like i didn't even know but ever since then when everybody when anybody would say like you have pretty eyelashes i'm like nice try i'm on to you <laughs> i did not just wake up okay <laughs> i've already had a curse put on me also like is that in the books like and how often and why i have so many questions about this curse like does this woman just walk around touching people's eyelashes and trying to curse them i don't know why'd she want to curse you what did you do to her exactly also, that's a, I mean, how many people let somebody touch their eyelashes? I mean, you know, when you're 16 and you're an impressionable young man and you're just trying to like, you know. Make a couple bucks. Make a couple bucks selling Slim schlepping cakes. donuts in the food court. You do things. It's so weird. So anyway. You have a crazy stupid idiot? I do. Um, and it involves food, oddly oh, enough. Weird. It involves baked goods. In fact, it involves goods that should be baked but weren't. Uh-oh. So I want to take you to Fort Pierce, and that's in Florida. Oh, look at that. And I want to tell you about a 25-year-old woman who was arrested at the end of August on a charge of battery. And um, remember I said it involved baked goods. Are you sure it wasn't a charge of buttery? <laughs> or, you know, battery. Oh, yeah. Uh. You made your job harder there, honey. I did. Anyway, so it turns out that this woman got upset. And we're not quite sure. I'll get to that in a moment. We're not quite sure who she was upset with or why she got upset. But she found herself running outside holding a bag of frozen biscuits. Okay. She takes the bag of frozen biscuits Uh and starts beating some guy yeah. upside the head with yeah, them because when biscuits are frozen they're a weapon exactly now investigators said um that the guy was struck in the head with frozen biscuits he said this woman came up to him upset and came outside where he was sitting but he had no idea why she was like all she just needed somebody to just like to hit with her biscuits so she was you know smacking him with her biscuits which is not a good thing kind of like the digital underground song I'm too dumb to know what that means. So I'm just going to keep moving. I got it. It was funny. So meanwhile, (laughs) this woman strikes the guy, right? And then realizes, oh, for crying outside, you're not the guy I'm mad at. I'm hitting the wrong guy with my biscuit. That's exactly what she said. And so she apologized. Now, the guy said um, the victim, uh, the victim's wife got animated when he when he was hitting her with the or hit she was hitting him with the biscuits. Yeah. So she kicked the lady in the side and that's when she was like, I'm sorry, I thought it was a different guy. Now there was no sign of injury from the guy except, uh, you know, hurt feelings and a hurt, you know, head. Yeah. Um and she didn't have any injuries either, even though her wife kicked her. So they kind of just went their separate ways. Um but if you know why they why she was mad at or the real reason that she was mad at somebody for the biscuits, let us know. Thank you. Also, careful with your biscuits. Frozen <sighs> biscuits also. Who knew? 
Frozen biscuits. Oh. I'm missing out. I know. I need to get some frozen biscuits. I know. Uh, now we will go to Tennessee, where we are celebrating a very important birthday. It is the birthday of Mr. Ronnie Sellers. Happy birthday, Ronnie. Yeah. And we all have them. Nothing crazy stupid to need about that. Um, <laughs> but what was kind of special was he had a parade for his birthday. Oh, how do you get that? Well, illegally. Oh. Because Ronnie Sellers only uh, told authorities about his birthday parade after he and his wife had been arrested because she was driving down Interstate 40 with him on the back of the car. What? Waving and blowing kisses at everybody. Uh, <laughs> it's true. So just imagine this, like this woman, like a person driving down the street with a guy propped on the back window, waving, blowing kisses. Um, yeah, he said it was a birthday party and a celebration. I was riding in a parade, my own little parade. I shouldn't have been charged for riding on top of a car because they don't charge people when they're riding in parades. Okay, well, there's a certain amount of logic there, and I do appreciate the man for trying to employ logic where generally we don't find it. Yeah. But um, I uh, feel like maybe you could have just done that in a parking lot and gotten the same effect. Exactly. You know? No, uh, he, his wife, Amanda Miller, the the driver, 32-year-old Amanda Miller, was arrested on Monday on charges of reckless endangerment and driving on a suspended license. That's hilarious. I think at the point that you decide to drive a guy around on the roof of your car, you might want to just be like, let me make sure my license is in order. At least. Because we're probably getting pulled over. At a minimum. Yeah. Also, wouldn't it just be fun to ride around? But I wouldn't want to ride around like sitting on the hood. I want to do like, I just want to like hold on for dear life. Maybe get like a strap. I feel like we'd need to strap you down. And then just like drive really fast and just feel the wind in your hair. But I think that it starts to hurt at a certain point. Well, and bugs and, and what, things. And what I don't, because I've seen what my, the front of my car looks like after I've been going 55 <laughs> down the interstate for a while. Well. Just imagine that in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Also, nobody can hear you screaming when you're, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like the sound is being blown back into your mouth. Yeah, that and bugs. Uh, yeah. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play the throwback live at 245 on my talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area. And now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.